Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Talk Recorded live. <clears throat> Hi. Hi. <laughs> this is the talk show was not letting me in. I don't know why. I'm sorry I wasn't able to accommodate your quest. Normally I would be, you know, I would be happy to do that. It's, oh, and if no, you can't don't worry. I made it work. It's made totally fine, totally, totally fine. It says that today was a little bit of an off day because my phone died last night. It fell and it went dead. So uh, the phone and the whole thing, you know. But it's, to- it's totally fine. I'm so glad we made it work. It's, it's good. Uh, and, and are you okay with your, I know you were at a meeting, so is that good too? Yeah, it's fine. I just ended it a little bit early and um, got to my car and, yeah, it's fine. I um, It's fine. So are you in the car or are you able to get home? I'm in the car and I'm driving, but I'm in very, very slow traffic because it's like a, you know, rush hour. So I'm oh. totally capable of doing both. And then I'll be home probably in about five, five or ten minutes, so... Oh, perfect, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me, let me before I tell you this, <laughs> I know it's such a nosy story, but it just includes I don't <laughs> think I need to. <laughs> oh, that's so good. It's funny. It's really funny. Yeah, good. It's just never mind. <laughs> um, no, what happened, that it made me, it was absolutely hilarious when he said that because... Laura, it's a little bit hard to understand you. It's coming across a little muffled. Oh, how about now? Can you hear me better? Or? Oh, much, much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is the new phone. I'm adjusting to it, and there's different yeah, things to yeah. do. Sure. So how is that? Is that better? It's perfect, yeah. Good. So um, as I mentioned to you, so when I met Stefan, we, like, danced for a couple of months, and uh, and then we started talking, and everything, it was like, you know, we shared our partner list, and uh, everything was like so wonderful. And uh, you know, we we made out, and everything was perfect. And then, when it came time that we were getting closer sexually, um, it was like I don't know, maybe a, a few weeks after. I don't know, a couple of weeks. I don't know how long after we started dating, but the I remember thinking, I'm getting extremely worried. And tapping, we were going to have dinner, and then I guess he invited me to his house. And the whole way that I was heading was, you know, driving to his house, I was tapping because I knew that the, you know, it's like everything was so perfect, and I thought, he's going to have a tiny penis. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and I was freaking myself out. I was so freaked out. I was like, what am I going to do if that's okay, you know? I mean, the guy is perfect. Everything's good. He has to have a tiny penis. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and I was like, there's no way that that's going to work for me. It's just, you know, I had that experience before, and it, it completely sucks. It's just terrible. Yeah. So, anyway, I remember that moment of panic and just being completely freaked out. The whole, and the whole dinner, I couldn't think about anything else. <laughs> that is hilarious. 
<laughs> so it totally worked out, as you may imagine. But it was yeah. it really, I really understand the fear because it is true. I mean, it is totally true, right? I mean, I'm guessing that uh, I had a, a, a guy friend, a male friend, who was also concerned about that because he was dating a woman that had, like, I don't know, three or four kids, and he was concerned. I'm like, you know. Yeah. Um, there are important issues to consider, really. I mean, after all, sexuality is really what separates a, a friendship from a partnership, a, a romantic partnership, and it's very important. But um, I have be, I have seen very tall men. I don't know if you know, but I I was at Esalen Institute, where you know clothing is optional at the um, fat tubs, which means everybody's naked and. Uh, I've seen very tall men with tiny penises, and I've seen very short men very well endowed. So that's definitely that's so interesting. Yeah, I've um, I've been with one very tall, gorgeous guy, and he had an incredibly small penis. But everyone mm-hmm. else has been sort of proportionate. So, um, yeah. but this guy Joe is very. He's not only short; he's petite. So I. But who knows? It doesn't really matter anymore. But. Um, it is interesting. Yeah, interesting. That's, that's a penis story. <laughs> that's a great so has, story. <laughs> yeah. So has communication completely stopped? Has he, or not, a, like, gone? He's disappeared? No, we're chit-chatting still, but it's it's not intimate. It's sort of like, you know, just little um, updates about, you know, Right. Yeah. You know, okay. nothing of significance. Right. It has shifted. How are, how are you doing? I mean, I'm still feeling sad about it, but it's not predominant. It's not dominating my day. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it's more like I feel sad, and I miss that. But um, yeah. But you know, I have to trust that the right thing is happening. Yeah. Yeah. And I just have to kind of deal with my feelings, you know, and get through it. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it, it does make a lot of sense because, there, you know, every time there's that excitement that you're like, you know, it's like, oh, maybe maybe something will come of this. It's just that the feeling is so yummy too, isn't it? It's an amazing feeling. It's just such an amazing feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it, it it's like I remember being in that, face with someone before, you know, and I want to go back there with someone. And yeah. um, and it's sad to, you know, taste it and then lose it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And it is true that it's, you know, now you're feeling everything more and everything feels like, you know, which makes so much sense. I mean, I, I don't, I think it's just, the, you know, nature as well. Like, you are in a more vulnerable situation. You know, you've had a one of those huge tigers, you know, chase you, it would be good to have a man that can defend you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, I mean, your whole being, it's really craving and needing protection and feeling that you can, that you can be held, right? Yeah, and I'm just feeling like I want to experience love. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anybody in your life that you can actually have have them hold you, just hold you? Um, yeah, but 
it's Christian, and I don't, I don't really want to <clears throat> with him. I don't, I don't want to do that. I uh, because then it opens my heart, and I get attached, and then nothing happens. So I'd really rather not. Yeah. Yeah. And how about your brother? Definitely not. I don't want my brother to hold me. Okay. No. 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 Okay. So in that in that case, I think it would be really important to just, uh, even if you you know if you remember like you know once or twice even a week, it would be awesome to do it daily. But just to imagine yourself being held, you know, being held by this wonderful man that is coming and it's going to be your life partner, or just being you know you as an adult holding your little girl. Uh, however, because it's a huge um, emotional, just feeling contained and held, is really powerful. And yeah. I think that we all, we all need that, you know? It's just a very, very normal human feeling, human need. Now, do you have somebody that can hug you that would be, you know, not just hold you, but at least hug you? Yeah, I hug people all the time. Okay. But in a, in a loving, you know, you know, like what I mean, it's like not, I mean, you can hug somebody and it's like, oh, you know, it's nice, but, you know, a good friend that you feel really hugged by as well. Um, no, I tend not to do that. I tend to sort of reserve that for sexual partners. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I yeah. tend to be, I don't know, I, I, um... I'm very sexual person, and so I feel the need to be boundaried around that, you know? Okay. If that makes any well, sense. So I don't, oh, yeah, no, yeah. I, I completely you know, I completely understand. But I wonder if it's like a, you know, a loving side that you would give a, a parent or a good girlfriend, you know? An yeah, I, side. yeah I, I do, but it, it's not like a, it's sort of like a, it's a different kind of hug. Yes, yeah, yeah, you're right. But there's a more superficial quality. Yeah, but you know what? This isn't going to solve it because I, you know, I'm I'm wanting to love and be loved, you know, and that's just a yeah. whole different category. So I just have to, yeah, um, you know, live without it until it comes. Yes. You know, well, really I wasn't, um, go go ahead. Go ahead. No, you finish. No, I was just going to say it's not necessarily, I, I completely agree with you. I was thinking because there's a part of you that is, in a way, right now I feel like it's um, at a cellular level. Your body for being pregnant is more vulnerable, and it's needing a little bit of that protection and that holding and that feeling contained. Uh, so that's where my, I was coming from. Yeah. And I, and so I understand completely the idea of the partner, you know, being cousin in a particular way, but it's more like giving yourself that loving, you know, container. Um, you just feel, you know, just the yumminess. Maybe taking a nice, wonderful, warm bath or something. Oh, can you take well, a bath? Or no, a, I don't uh, really take baths, but what, no. I, what I do have is um, I have, I sometimes have massages and, some, and then I have like um, an Alexander instructor. And she, she's a body worker in Alexander Instructor, and she, so when I see her, she is amazing with touch. So 
I I have that, you know, in both of those instances. So I'm getting it sort of. And she puts me in a position where I'm really propped up by all these pillows and um, really held sort of by all of that. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. So that, that's, uh, yeah. Great. So then you're getting, you're getting some physical container in some way. Yeah, yeah. That's great. That's really yeah. great. Wonderful. Okay. So um, where are you? Are you almost home or not quite? Yeah, I'm almost home. I'll be there in a couple minutes. Okay. That's the thing. What, it would be, go ahead. couple things. So one of the things I wanted to talk about um, that came up yesterday, and I've listened to about half of the session, but I, I want to have both sessions over the next four days. So, But one of the things was about being rejected by all these men for wanting to be a mother. Yeah. So it started with Seamus, and then it, you know, it sort of came with um, Peter, although that was the right outcome, and then Augie, and now Joe. Um, So, you know, that's a pretty, (laughs) that's a lot of data, you know, in one, towards one theory. And so that's something I want to explore. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is today I have um, – I met with one of my long-term clients. I've been working with them for over three years. And we have a really great friendship. And he – you know, every now and then he'll ask me, so why, why are you single? Why – you know – and he, it's not like judgmental. It's like he can't fucking figure it out. <laughs> he's like, you're this amazing catch. And, yeah. you know, why, 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 what's happening? And um, and it was just interesting. And so what I told him is, well, you know, I've um, had a long history of choosing really bad partners, like you know, inappropriate partners who – are damaged, and, and he's like, well, stop doing that. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I'm trying. <laughs> uh, but it, it's hard to tell because then I gave this example of Peter, and I was like, Peter, for example, I didn't know until partway into the relationship, you know, he's this venture capitalist, he's really successful, really brilliant, went to Harvard Business School, international, um, charismatic, you know, had all of like the external qualities, but then it turned out that he had this really intense mood disorder, and um, like I didn't find out until later, you know. So it's not like I'm consciously picking these men who are problematic, you know. It all it sort of comes out over time. So he doesn't he doesn't have the same level of sophistication that you know that you have, <laughs> and understanding the nature of attraction and that kind of thing, but. Um, I don't know. It's just interesting that it comes up, you know. Of course, and it's like, but it is also, in a way, I think it's very positive because he sees you exactly the way you are. Yeah, and you are a great catch, and he he cannot figure it out. So it's like, yeah, it's baffling. Now he's he's married, or he was he situation. He's married, and he said, "If I were married, I would chase you. <laughs> I mean, if I were if I were available, you know, if I were single, I would chase you." And I was like, "Thanks, George. That's really nice." 
<laughs> but and like our boundaries are are clear. But um, <clears throat> you know, he's just being supportive because. Um, but it is it is really great affirmation. And yeah. I said I said I've just had a really hard time finding my equal. You know, a lot of men are intimidated by me, and you know, finding a really confident man is. Uh, in their 40s. Or, I don't know. Anyway, it was just, it was really good affirmation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, it, there's not, the, there's the, the data issue that we have to, you know, that we should, we have to address right now of feeling all this rejection and the confirmation that you are an amazing catch and that, you know, I'm very good catch himself to really see that, right? Because it seems like he's also someone that even could potentially be an equal and it's like almost like it would be, it could potentially be a good partner. So it's not like someone yeah. that you say one. Yeah. He is someone who could be a good partner, exactly. The, the reason that I'm saying that is because sometimes we discount with somebody that it's like, well, yeah, you see me as a great catch, but I would never, you know, date you, <laughs> you know. So um, if not, we don't, sometimes we don't take certain people's opinions uh, you know, very like full value because we may discount the person. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, and he's not discountable, that's for sure. Exactly, that's what I mean. So it's a very yeah. good, you know, very good reality check. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, so, absolutely. So, what is going on with this idea, this belief? that men are going to reject you because of your life choice, because you're choosing to be a mother at 47. Well, part of it is, like, that I'm ashamed that it hasn't happened to me beforehand. Like, I haven't found the right man. And Joe had the same line of question. Everyone has the same question. Why haven't, you know, why haven't you found a good partner before now? Um, Yeah. I mean, because it doesn't make sense. And everyone is like, why haven't you? Why haven't you? And um, Kristen was like that in the beginning, too, and he's like thinking, well, something is wrong with you. There's something deeply, you know, lurking inside of you that's like a time bomb that would come out that you're – and eventually he got over that, but he was really suspicious. Like, it, because it doesn't equate. It doesn't add up. You look at me, and now, granted, the way I, who I am right now is not who I've been for the past 47 years. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then, like, are you, are you home? Yep. Okay, so you can start tapping as we talk before we I've get to the I've been tapping the whole time anyway, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, good, 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 awesome. Well, I want to tell you, um, which I find fascinating, because, if you think about it, Stefan, I met Stefan when he was 64 years old. Mm-hmm. He was single. He had never married before, no children. And what do you think that, it, I mean, including myself, but every, especially everybody when I told them, they're like, well, what's wrong with him? Why yeah. is he 54 years old? Like, he never got married. He has no children. Like, there's definitely something wrong. <laughs> yeah. And... What I know for him that in some ways I think it does relate to your story is that there was so much going on internally for you that you needed to clear in order to feel available to the right partner 
And even though there was a part of you that was, uh, you know, there was a filter, a sense of a filter that was filtering in people that could potentially have been good partners, so you didn't recognize them as familiar, so you would go, you know, you actually were in connection and you were attracting people that were not right for you. Um, but the, the, the ones that felt very familiar. So before you, you know, you have to like really pull apart that pattern and heal it in order to attract the right people. And the, the amazing part, I would say, more than being surprised that you haven't found your partner yet, for me, it's more like, wow, you really chose not to do a really bad marriage. Yeah, yeah. But he could have gotten married. <coughs> Stefan told me himself. He's like, well, I could have gotten married if I wanted to, of course. I mean, almost everybody can get married if they really want to. I mean, you have yeah. relationships. You could have, you know, dove in and said, whatever, you know. That's what I did with my first husband. I knew, I knew he was not the right one. But I wasn't willing to work. I wasn't willing to wait. I just went for it. And that's how most people end up in a second marriage. Yeah. So if you think, if, how many people that you know that are your age are still married to this, the same person? Um, <clears throat> a fair number. A fair number. Are they happy? I think most of them are, yep. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, that's great. That's, I'm, I'm it's rare. Happy. It's it rare, rare, but I, I, it, it's the minority of of the world, right? Um, yeah. <clears throat> because I know a lot of, I'd say half and half, like half of the people um, are married to the same person happily. And half either never got married or they've been divorced and remarried. Okay. So... And, you know, if you think about it, like 50% is actually accurate or it's actually better than, than the others, I think. It is, it is. Because I would say about 30% or 20% of people are happily married. Yes, exactly. And you have chosen to do that the first time so you didn't go for the trial marriage. That's yeah. exactly what happens. Yeah. So you find yourself in your 40s but in a much, much better, you know, position to make the right choice. Yep, exactly. You know, and it's like, is that is that wrong? No, it's definitely the right choice. It's 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 the right choice. But you know, try explaining that to a person who, you know, you and I understand that, and that's our language because this is our profession. But not everyone thinks about it this way, right? Right. Yeah, and yet, you know, that's one thing that is very simple to say, and it's like, you know what, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to find the right person. I, I didn't, you know, it was not clear to me. Like, like what would be a super honest, you know, answer if you were to say, why haven't you found the right partner? A super <laughs> honest answer would be, I could have married on a number of occasions, but it would have been the wrong marriage, and I would have ended up like 50% of the other, you know, the population getting a divorce. Right. <coughs> and I chose to remain single instead of doing that. Right. That's, that's fair. <laughs> that's honest. 
And you're and you're not saying anything that you know somebody in plain English can can understand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So let's stop together, Kalada Chopin. Even though I have this belief that men are going to reject me because I'm choosing to have a child at my age. Yeah. Even though I have a belief that men are going to reject me because I'm choosing to have a child at my age. And something, they might even think that something has to be deeply wrong with me that I haven't been able to get married. And they may think that something is deeply wrong with me because I haven't been able to get married yet. And the only way that I can have a child is to do it on my own. And the only way that I can have a child is to do it on my own. Take a deep breath. I would love to accept all of who I am. I would love to accept all of who I am. I recognize that this is an old belief. And recognize that this is an old belief. From a part of me that is still a little young. From a part of me that is still a little young. I'm scared of being rejected. And scared of being rejected. Even though there's still a young part of me scared of being rejected. Even though there's a young part of me that's scared of being rejected. I now decide to honor who she is. I now decide to honor who she is. I hold her in my arms. Hold her in my arms. Giving her the love that she truly deserves. Giving her the love that she truly deserves. Tapping through the point. There's a part of me that's scared of feeling rejected. A part of me that is scared of feeling rejected. Because that's what it was like when I was young. Because that's what it was like when I was young. Dad rejected me if I didn't do what he expected me or wanted me to do. Dad rejected me for not doing what he expected or wanted me to do. And that younger part of me is still with me. And that younger part of me is still with me. If you close your eyes and keep on tapping, just picture her there. And see if you can go over and hold her as you keep on tapping. Hmm. It makes total sense to me that you're scared of being rejected. It makes total sense that you're scared of being rejected. Because that's your experience. Because that's your experience. If you don't do what others expect of you. If you don't do what others expect of you. Especially dad. Especially dad. He's going to withdraw his approval. He's going to withdraw his approval. He's going to withdraw his love. Going to withdraw his love. And the truth is, it has nothing to do with you. And the truth is, it has nothing to do with you. That is the way that he sees the world. That is the way that he sees the world. And how he values things. And how he values things. The good thing is that he has taught you to really make an effort. The good thing is that it has taught you to really make an effort. And that effort actually makes you feel, you know, you get the reward of making an effort. And you get the reward from making that effort. And that has actually been true throughout your life. 
And that has been true throughout your life. And yet, I want to let you know today. And yet, I want to let you know today. That you're fully lovable. That you're fully lovable. For being who you are. For being who you are. Not for your achievements. Not for your achievements. Because you're a really lovable child. You're a really lovable child. And you have an amazing heart. And you have an amazing heart. I want you to take a breath and really imagine that you're pouring that love that you have for this child, for this baby, for the partner that is coming to your life. Just the the love that you hold in your heart, if you can allow yourself to just pour that love onto her, just allowing her to feel fully loved for being. Is that okay? Yeah. Hmm. I'm just sending her the message, just almost like an unspoken message, and, and unless you want to say something to her, that it's totally okay to be loved for being herself. And not only that, but beyond that, that you as a, as a grown woman, as an adult woman, and soon-to-be mother, you really know and even when she's going to make choices that you know, may result in something that it's a learning experience, not a mistake, but a learning experience, you're still going to love her. Mm. Somehow there's a fear somewhere within her that she may believe that if she makes the wrong choice or if she says that, you know, she does or says something that is not somewhat right according to who knows who, uh, the truth is that her whole life is going to be a beautiful, growing, and learning experience. And through through it all, she deserves to be completely loved, accepted, and protected and cared for. Isn't mm. that true? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, this is feeling that profound rejection by your father. Yeah. And the misogyny, I mean, having a baby being pregnant as the ultimate feminine, and that's exactly what her dad rejected and hated. Was it the, was it the motherhood piece? Was it what piece allowed, or was it just the fact of being a woman? Both. Being a, being a woman, he, he hated women. He had a problem with right. women. And this is the penultimate thing that a woman, you know, is a feminine thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The so drive to be pregnant, the drive to be a mother, to be pregnant, to be a mother. Yes. Very feminine. Absolutely. So what if we brought in that higher self, if she's around, to really, really share with her how, how he sees her as a woman now, is that possible or does he need some some healing or some... Oh, yeah, no, he couldn't. There's, he sees it the same way, so there's no way. It would have to be some transcendent part of himself. Right. Because so yeah. the dad that you're seeing right now, that in, internalized dad. Right. What, what is he, is he saying that this is just this is wrong? Um, 
I wonder if we could have we could have um, you or your younger self let tell him. What would it be like if you were actually to tell him? Tell him what? Tell him like you know that something something along these lines. You know what that I I understand your you know giving you experience and and we can if there is if in any way. You think that he's gonna not listen or what? No, we can just squeeze him, do whatever it takes, and we can make you, you know, ten feet tall, whatever, whatever it would take for you to say something like, you know what, Dad? I understand that given your experience, you just think that women are <clears throat> very devil or something, and having a child is like the worst thing ever. And yet, I want to let you know that I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that there's more beyond your experience. There really is, and really. How dare you tell me or judge me? How dare you? Are you well, in touch with feeling frustration with him, or what is the feeling that that is present? So, what's coming up for me right now is actually kind of cool. It's sort of like two images of myself. One is the way that I actually am, and one is the way that he sees me or mm-hmm. saw me, you know, or his yeah. damaged self would have seen me, and. I spent a lot of time seeing myself through that his eyes, those eyes, as opposed to what I who I really am. Yeah. Um, and so <clears throat> part of that has to do with my femininity, but overall, it's just sort of like a, you know, if I see myself through his eyes, I, I'm this sort of odious. Um, unlovable, um, shamed, unworthy person. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and tell me what is the, how do you feel when you when you think that he sees you that way? What is the emotion that comes up for you? Is it, it could be one of two range, either anger or sadness or hurt. It's both, you know, I feel really angry, but I, but, you know, it's a projection onto me of how he feels about himself, really, you know? Yes, but that's, that's more, I, I get it, you're absolutely right, but that's more of a rationalization. So let's really tap into the anger. And I wanted to say something that starts with the words, how dare you? Because I want you, I would like you to confront him. And, I, you know, as we talk to him, show these other this other mirror that is the way that he sees you is his mirror in a way. And, and just say, you know what? How dare you put all your crap on, on me? That's yeah. not who I am. Yeah. That's not who I am. That's your crap. Take, you know, do whatever you want with it. Have a feast. But this is definitely <laughs> not me. Yeah. Right? Just allow how, how you know, I can, I, we can start with that and then just, but... It's like, um, yeah, just, like, you know, how, how dare you? How dare you put your stuff? This is just you. Even if you don't recognize yourself because it, has, it resembles me, it's not me. Yeah, how dare you? Um, project your self-loathing onto me and strap me with that for 47 years. Yeah. That was about you and your feelings about yourself and your own life. 
And you attached those to me when I was too young and vulnerable to not <laughs> to reject it. Um, yeah. I've been living with it and fighting it ever since. And it's completely inaccurate about me. Yeah. You I, want you to ta- I want you to take it back. You're the only person in the world who sees me that way. Yes. The only person. And I want you to take it back. Yes. Because it's your shit. It's not mine. Because it's your shit. It's not mine. Yeah. And you are just really irresponsible with your own shit for putting it on to me. Yeah. And I'm really angry, really pissed off. And I'm tired of it. I'm really tired of carrying it around. Yeah. You 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 don't know how to, what to do with your shit, so you're putting it on everybody else. Yeah, you just spread your shit everywhere on everyone else who ha- anyone who happens to be around you. Yeah. And you think that it's theirs, but it's not. And you think it's theirs, but it's not. It's totally you. And I am not taking it anymore. I'm not taking it anymore. All your judgments and all your projections, take them back. All your judgment and all your projections and all your shitty feelings about yourself and me, you take it all back. And if you ever become curious about who I am, I may, I may share with you. And if you ever become curious about who I really am, I may or may not share it with you. But right now, I want you out of my sight and just take all this bunch of shit that is all yours. Right now, I want you out of my psyche, and I want you to take all the shit that belongs to you. Yeah, and I want you to see how the projection that it was supposedly you just and him disappear. Can you see them just completely? They're gone. They're gone. Yep. They're completely gone. And I want you to take a deep breath. And just really contact, put your hand in your heart and just, you know, energetically, emotionally give yourself a big hug because there's this young part of you that is vulnerable, that is, has been hurt by that protection, completely inaccurate. And I want you to bring somebody in, somebody that would be loving, could have a face or not, it could be a spiritual being, angels, whatever you like, but I want you to bring some someone or someone into the picture that can actually hold you and any young part of you that is present. And allow yourself to feel held, be loved, to be completely and thoroughly understood. Because now that he's gone, there's also a little bit of an emptiness. And in a way, you know, there's a part of you that always wanted an accepting and loving dad. Yeah. So let's give her that. Let's give her the image or the energy, the, the beautiful light and warm, loving, just embrace of acceptance and protection. She doesn't have to feel alone. Like, you know, dad is gone. Rejecting and judgmental dad is gone with all his crap. 
that she still needs that energy of love and protection. Mm, yeah. Mm, and just breathe, breathe it in and allow her to be there. This is the core of the problem, Laura, right? <clears throat> I can feel that. Yeah. Which is that I kind of attract men who love me in that, like that troll, <laughs> that part of myself, that shriveled troll part of myself, which is how I view myself through my father's eyes. Like I'm a, that's my attraction point. And I'm attracting yeah. men who are at that, at that level as opposed to my higher, truer self level. Why? Because for all these years, you've, there's a part of you that believed a little bit of his shit. That believed all of it on some level. Yeah. Yeah. That just internalized it because it was it, it began at such a young age and it was just put there. And yeah. so I'm attracting people at that magnetic level. Yeah. So what is going to be huge is that I want you to. How do you see as you as you just really connect with these the true of who you are. And this is what I would like you to do. I would like you to do two things. One is going to be a visualization, which we can, we're going to practice right now. And the second one is that I want you to, in your journal or wherever you like, every day I want you to write at least five things that you truly appreciate about who you are. Yeah. Because okay. there's a part of you that has not really um, fully owned like, you know it in a rational way, but I want you to start yep. like breathing it, you know, like really. Yes. I want you to see right now yourself and every level as these amazing, sexy, fabulously smart, brilliant, charismatic, having a huge heart. Like able to create your reality in such beautiful ways, attracting amazing opportunities in in your life, and just really, you know, there's a way that you have led your life and creating your reality to you know to this day. Yeah. So what what do you see when you see this part of you? When you see her, if you were to see her, what kind of woman do you see? Well. There's sort of like this, um, <coughs> she's this, there's an innocence about her mm. and a, a good intent, you know, very positive, hopeful, optimistic, good intent, like a good heart, a good being, yeah. Yeah. a good soul, you know. A true character, like true. She's a true person. Yeah. And she... She wants the best for her and everybody. And, um, but she's also able to deal with, you know, the really difficult truths and realities of life. So it's not like she's a Pollyanna. 
Um, She's gritty and determined and and strong and um, and very very emotional and um, soft and sweet and and smart and attracts a lot of amazing things into our life, like just the best, best stuff. Yeah. And is able to self-heal and, 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 um, heal others, but be aware of herself and self-heal and, and treat herself with compassion. Yeah. And very talented. Like she's got a lot of um she has a lot of gifts. Mhm. Yeah. And she and she shares them generously. Yeah, and but she's not arrogant about them. She's sort of um Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and she can be. She she has been a good friend and daughter, and a good and a good sister. She's been she's been really a wonderful wonderful human being, really. Yes, yeah, and she excels at relationship. Yeah. And she's very wise and insightful. She can really see a lot. She sees mm-hmm. a lot. She can see everything, you know, to the heart of the matter, to the core. Yeah. Yeah. And yet she's not perfect, and she knows that, right? Yes. And is that okay? Yep. Does she have to be perfect? No, she she knows she's not perfect. She um <coughs> um she can definitely admit her shortcomings. <laughs> Good. Okay, that's wonderful. And she can apologize if she needs to. Pardon? She can apologize if need be. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she owns she owns her stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So would you say that if somebody, right, if somebody were to judge her values or her choices, would she care? Well, No, no, don't, don't, like, this, is, this is not necessarily you. This is someone that you describe, right, that is out here. And if you were to, this, this uh, woman is your client, let's say, what do you think? If she, you know, she makes judgments and she, you know, makes choices based on, on her values. And if somebody were to judge those judgments or values, should she care? What would, how would you tell her? take somebody, you know, these were your clients, what would you say? How would you imagine her taking those judgments? So, um, it, it's, she's, she is sensitive. So yes. it can be, it can be painful. Yeah, it can be painful. But does it matter in the grand scheme of things? Does it change anything about her? No. Yeah. 
And if there was somebody that judged her values, right, and and thought, you know, and didn't want to, that doesn't understand her or somehow, you know, has a judgment and doesn't really understand and therefore doesn't want to spend time with her, that would you recommend that she spends time with that person? No, it's not a good fit. It's not a good match. Exactly. That's it. That's it. So people can be curious about her because she's a little bit, she's different. She's unique. She's had a really amazing and fabulous history that could make several movies and she could write several books. There's going to be two kinds of people in her life. Ones that are going to be curious and fascinated and genuinely interested and those that are going to be judgmental because they cannot understand something that is different from themselves. Right. Yeah. Uh, who are the people that she's going to choose to be with? The ones who are either aligned with her or similar or the ones who are genuinely curious and respectful. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it is true. It does hurt when somebody judges. It's true. It does. Because, yeah. it, you know, there is a little, there is still a little wound that it hasn't been completely healed. That's why, you know, it would be really huge to make to start making that list and every day just add five more things or however many things you want that you appreciate and how you see yourself. Almost like if you were, you know, if you were taking a snap photo of you and put it in, which you have now, with all these beautiful pregnant photos, and just like, describe what you see. Like if it weren't you, if it was a client you're going to work with, that's how this person, this woman, with the life that she's created. I mean, it's amazing. And it as far yeah. as really valuing yourself and recognize that, and it's almost slowly like owning so much of who you are to the point that it's like, you know what? If somebody does have a judgment and it's a negative judgment, meaning like, you know, we're all judging all the time. But judging is, is something that we do. We judge if we want to eat a salad or we want to have some fight. You know, that could be a, a judgment call. But yeah. if somebody says a negative judgment, it's like, it's, it's just not going to face her anymore. Yep. But it, it is a process. And I have to tell you that, I don't know if this has happened to you, it has happened to me professionally where I have there's been moments where I'm thinking, wow, I, I do want everybody to love me. And I would love to. <laughs> and, and yet it's like it has taken me a, quite a while. It's been part of my journey to recognize that I'm sharing it with you because I think it's exactly the same in a parallel way like we share many times, where first I thought that if they didn't like me, I had a judgment there was something wrong with me. And I don't now, know that that's... I don't think that's where I'm at. It's more just like I keep attracting men who don't want the same thing. Right, and that's one piece. But there's, there was a part of you at one point, this is not, I know you're not there anymore, but in the beginning you were questioning yourself. Is there something wrong with me that I'm not, that I haven't found him yet or that he hasn't found me? Yeah, remember that's that? true. There, remember yeah, that there is, Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a part of me I, that no, what's wrong with me that I haven't, Right. I haven't we, we, done this yet. Yeah. Right. So you, you're not, this is fabulous because you're not there anymore, and then you're transitioning to the place where if somebody doesn't like you, it's like, wow, you know what? They're either not 
not for me because they're not, you know, I don't resonate with them. They're not ready or they're not ready for me. They're just not ready. Yeah. It is not about me. If they have a judgment and it's a negative judgment so they're not even curious, I don't even want to give them the time of day. <laughs> but, well, you know, you have to do your journey. And when you, at some point you become curious, I'll be happy to share with you. But I don't just want to take your judgment. It's, just, you know, it's, a, it's actually almost like getting to the place where you're saying to your death shit, you're saying, no, thank you. I, I'm not buying it anymore. Your yeah. Shit, take it back. yeah, yeah. Right, it's it's just serious shit. I understand that you like sharing it, but no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, and yet be very gentle because it is true that your heart is still tender, and it's if uh, you know if you uh, feel like somehow you're attracting these men that are judgmental. It's because maybe there's a little part of you that still is, you know, that still says, "Well, maybe I can buy a little bit of that shit," instead of saying, "No, thank you, I'm not, I'm not, not in the market for that." <laughs> well, you know, they're not judgmental. They just decide that's not what they want in their life. I mean, with the exception of Joe, who I thought was a little judgmental because it was so different than his life. But all the other ones were just like you're choosing a baby over me and I don't, you know, I don't want a baby. Well, and that's perfect. So the, the point where it's like the fully healing happens is when you're like, oh, yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. I, I respect and honor that. You're not for me. But they lie. The whole the whole beginning of the relationship, they're like, yeah, 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 I want a child. And then it. You know, I waste months and years with them, and at the eleventh hour, they pull out. That's what probably happens because, over and over. Because probably in the beginning, just like with your dad, you were doing or saying something that was overruling uh, what they true. So they were like, you know, just like your dad, saying something to keep you around. Like a little, not not to say something that would keep you around, but more like. There were things that you were to them that they may have thought, well, maybe that's going to pass. Maybe, you know, I, it's just not going to. Yeah, know. that's what they all thought. But yeah. why would I attract that? I mean. Because in a way, I think that you still had a, um, that hook with your dad. That somehow you, you didn't feel like you fully deserved someone that truly loved you for you. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Really yeah. valued all of you instead of like what they wanted to see. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they were, they were, they were mimicking my father's love in the sense that it was partial. It was not complete. Exactly. And, and it was also they were in love with whoever they wanted you to be. They were also projecting because if they, they were not fully in love with who you are because they were not taking into consideration all of who you are. Who right. You, you know, they were just yeah. you know, buying or wanting whatever part they wanted. Like your dad wanted you know, a, a very good student, little girl, and, a, and an athlete. 
She didn't yeah. want a child that had needs and wanted love and protection. Right. That's so, it. Yeah. yeah. That so is it. That <laughs> we got it. Yeah. So I'm, I need to jump off, but I think it would be awesome if you actually really work on those two pieces, visualizing yourself for you, who you truly are, and giving yourself that bring in whoever you need to to just like really recognize all these amazing gifts and talents and beautiful being that you are and, and start writing down all of the different, write your list. So it becomes more permeated in every cell of your body. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're also going to, we can work more on, you know, if anything remains from any of that or whatever, wherever that um, that belief might still be at. Yeah. Okay. Okay, great. Thanks, Laura. You're very welcome. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving to you, big hug. You too. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye.